0: So when we talk about abandonment, especially as adults, no matter who you are, the feeling of being abandoned brings you back to feeling hopeless, afraid, (laughs) and also uncertain. And I'm going to explain a little bit of why. Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and it's May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So happy Mental Health Awareness Month. Although mental health awareness is an everyday thing, this is the month that is uh, devoted and dedicated to acknowledging what it is and bringing more awareness to it and how mental health is just in the everythings, (laughs) Okay. And before I get started, I wanted to shout out a new patron, Miss C Jackson. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your contribution and support of the podcast. It's good to have you. <laughs> and shout out to my Apple subscribers. Um, the The funny thing is, I don't I don't get notifications of the subscribers that I have on Apple. I just know I have them, so I don't get the names of you guys, but. I want to let you know that I appreciate you as well. And if you listen on Spotify, there's also a subscription option. So you can be a part of the nest as well. (laughs) So yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Um, C. Jackson. Welcome. I hope you find your stay uh, amazing (laughs) and comfortable, but also beneficial. All right. And today's episode, funny enough, is all about abandonment. Now, I've talked about abandonment on on a previous uh, episode a while ago uh, because my therapist has said something to me. And uh, they were like, as an adult, you cannot be abandoned. You can't be abandoned, right? If we're talking about in the literal sense, right? Because you're able to function as your own person. When you're an adult, for the most part, you're capable, (laughs) so you can't necessarily be abandoned. But that does not stop us as adults from still feeling those moments of abandonment, right? It's hard. It's tough. And since I think this is such an important concept, I am going to talk a little bit about abandonment on this episode. And then for the bonus content, if you're a subscriber, I am going to lay out some tools that you could potentially use and rely on to um, just, you know, guard yourself a little bit, take better care of yourself in those moments of uncertainty. Um, And these are also a couple of practices I use with my clients, uh, my mental health clients when I'm coaching. Because, you know, abandonment in itself is a very it's a very mercurial thing and when it happens or the fear of it happening you know all cylinders are firing you know what I'm saying every everything is is kind of you know it's it's just you don't know what to do so you try to do everything in your head right sometimes you know externally but you're trying to do everything and you just kind of you check out right because it's like i don't i don't know what to do because now i have to survive because this person is leaving me for dead essentially that's how it feels like abandonment i i read somewhere it was like abandonment feels like a, a death in your body and it's so crazy when you think about that right how how much it affects us as people, and the funny thing is, is as people, no one wants to be, um, I don't want to say alone, because some people do like their own company, but there's a difference between solitude and a difference between being left, Right? There's a big difference. And then some people value their solitude so much because they don't want to be in a situation where they could potentially be abandoned or feel left out. The thing about it is, as people, we don't want to experience being left out. We're, we're creatures of connection, right? So by design being removed from the pack, right? Being rejected, you know, all that feels very painful, on so many levels, even in conversation, if you're talking to somebody about something pretty profound and deep, and it just seems like they're not listening and you, you know, you care about this conversation, you care about the situation, and it just seems like, you know, either they just kind of dismiss it or whatever, that's in itself can feel like you're being abandoned. You're being abandoned in a very crucial and sensitive time, right? And forgive my sinuses if if I sound like I'm underwater because it's apparently allergy season and your boy is struggling. (laughs) But yes, so in in the terms of being abandoned, you know, it's scary because it sends your body into shock, right? And sometimes the abandonment can be a progressive feeling like there's something that's sneaking up on you or it could be a sudden thing ghosting, you know, that's another concept in in society nowadays in dating, but it happens in friendships, right? It happens in family relationships where the person just kind of ups and leaves, you never hear from them again, really, or you don't really hear from them in the space that you think you should or would, and it, they just check out, right? And you're just kind of left there like, what happened? <laughs> you know, what did I do wrong, or what was done wrong, or what went wrong, I thought everything was good, you know, and and granted, the thing about relationships is everybody has a different perspective of what's going on sometimes, right, so even in that space, somebody who may feel like they were just being abandoned, you know, for the other person is like, well, I don't feel like I was connected, I don't feel like you were present with me, and I had to check out, now this isn't one size fits all, right? Because I think that ghosting is such this concept that's become very much uh, appropriated in our culture nowadays, not just in dating, like I said, but like, I notice it in a lot of ways. Say you bring up something uncomfortable, you want to have a conversation, and somebody just checks out on you, right? You don't know when they're going to come back, Right, they may come back, or they may come back when it's convenient for them, or they just may not return at all. You're kind of left there, whether you're abandoned or you feel like you're abandoned in that that 10 minutes, because nothing was said or done, or just time goes on and you never hear from this person again. It's a really shitty feeling, and I think if we think about it, if we go through our our life, a lot of us may have been uh, responsible for abandoning other people in moments of discomfort, right? And like I said, not just dating, not just dating. You can feel abandoned, like I said, it's in a conversation. <laughs> I'm not, you know, not being listened to, or, you know, something, I'm not being taken into consideration, so I, I'm just kind of left here on my own, right? And it's a painful feeling because I feel like the concept of abandonment in itself is like, oh yeah, you know, you're just kind of walking away from somebody. But to experience it as a person, especially if you have abandonment wounds, right? The history of it. I can assume that it's a gut feeling first, right? You feel it in your gut first, then you feel it in your head right? Because mentally you're trying to process what the hell is going on. And then physically you're trying to process where do I belong? (laughs) You know, where do I go for safety? Because what I thought was safe just kind of left. And I, I, I just don't know what to do, right? This would probably exist more commonly in the anxious attachment. Right, and I'm not going to go into attachments too deep in here because I, I think that conversation is so there's so many levels to it, and sometimes I do want to talk about the attachment styles on here, and then I'm like I just don't think I have enough bandwidth to go through all of it, um, in the ways that it should. I may have talked about attachment styles previously, and knowing me, I know I just kind of like glazed over it because there is so much information. There's a lot of nuance and. Uh, there's just a lot to talk about, right? And I typically like to, when I'm having one-on-one conversations, even with my friends, right? Or just people I know, not just with clients. Like I like to go a little bit deeper into it because it allows people to kind of pay attention to their behavior, um, pay attention to somebody else's behavior. And you can start to identify certain things. Like you can start to identify the root of who you are, uh, the, the influence of who someone else is, right? What influences this person? What's their driving force in terms of how they navigate relationships, whether it's secure, anxious, or avoidant. In anxious and avoidant relationships, I will say more often than not, the anxious person feels abandoned when they bring up something important and the other person just kind of checks out, right? They just check out and they don't even kind of communicate, Hey, I need this space. I'm being overloaded. I will come back, right? They don't give you a return flight. (laughs) They just, they just leave. And you're kind of left to decide, Oh, I did. What do I do now? Right? What happens now? You know, uh, there's this book I'm reading now about uh, chakras. And it's such a cool, it's a lot of information. It's very dense But it's also very interesting. And the root chakra is the, that chakra identifies as like the sense of belonging, right? Feeling like you belong. So if you have abandonment trauma, the likelihood is that your root chakra is the one that probably needs a lot of attention, right? Because the need to feel like you belong somewhere has not been present enough for you to feel stable and grounded. So even in your relationships, there's this desire to feel connected, but always worrying that there will be a disconnect at some point. So you kind of start to walk on eggshells or even you will maybe self-sabotage a relationship, right? Because you're so used to things being a certain way, you are trying to prevent the outcome and by trying to prevent the outcome, you're already creating the outcome. So it's like this thing of the DIY, right? Hyper independent people do it too, where it's like the fear of abandonment creates the environment for it. If I don't rely on anyone because I'm afraid of being let down, then I can now if I if I don't if I don't rely on anyone because I fear being let down and disappointed. And at some point in in time, I was told that relying on people was weak, needy, unacceptable. Then I will kind of always keep people at this distance. And me keeping people at this distance also reinforces this feeling that I don't have anyone. You get what I'm saying? So it's like one hand is washing the other and it's just dirty water being recycled. Okay. Abandonment is a tricky thing, man. It's, it's it's really a, a tricky process and it comes with a lot of angst. It comes with a lot of grief. And a lot of times the people who are doing it, who are doing the abandoning, may not always understand the severity of what's happening to a person that they are walking away from because everybody else has their own different histories and different challenges that they're trying to work through. And again, some people may really deal with abandonment in a very big way right in a very big way and then for it to happen kind of just it sends your body into shock and you feel like a little kid again honestly and it's just a reminder of how delicate of people we actually are no matter who you are and it's not gender specific right everybody fears to some degree being left by somebody that they care about it's a fear even if you're a guy, it's it's a fear. No one ever wants to be left out of the pack, right? And abandonment, when that happens, it does very much that, <laughs> you know, it creates that space of unsafety, right? I'm not safe. I don't have a safe place. Okay, so where do I go? I have nowhere to go. And although it's just, you know, for the most part, it's just happening in your head, right? It's that fight or flight response. In that moment, you don't see it any other way. Okay. And what I don't like about society nowadays in terms of ghosting is this concept that comes with, well, no one owes you anything. You know, no one owes you anything. So if somebody ghosts, you know, you just get over it. You were only talking for like a minute or you were only, you guys weren't even in a relationship yet. And it's like, to some degree, yes, true. And that requires, all right, working on your attachment, working on your desires, working on what your expectations were of other people. But also, still being able to understand, well, I have feelings and I can still be affected by this. Naturally, I'm going to be affected by something. My experiences will influence how I'm affected. That's just what it is. Okay. We can't turn off our history. So, everything that's happened up until this point, I am that. Okay. I am a mixed bag of my history. So by design, I'm going to respond in a certain way. I'm going to react in a certain way. um, I'm going to process in a certain way. Okay. Even while you're doing the work and trying to heal from it, you're still going to respond first, right? And then depending on how much work you've been doing through certain experiences and certain traumas and certain fears... Then you will have the ability to kind of take a step back and reevaluate and understand, all right, what exactly is happening to me mentally? What exactly is happening to me physically? Okay. Abandonment is such a tricky thing. And I think more often than not, people experience it. And usually the people who are trying to just push people away immediately also fear abandonment. So going back to attachment styles, the avoidant. I'm going to leave you before you leave me, <laughs> right? Is that space, okay? I'm going to dip out before you dip out on me. So they too also fear abandonment. So in order for me to not be abandoned, I'm going to have to do the abandoning, okay? And it's this push-pull constantly, especially with anxious and avoiding attachments. You see it all the time, right? The anxious chases down everybody wants to get closer to something the avoidant is trying to get closer to themselves and the anxious is trying to get closer to someone else but both people are looking for a sense of comfort and safety not in the healthiest way but both are seeking the same thing they have the same need the same need but how it's defined for both of them is very different Right, they both seek safety in very unsafe places, and anxious is seeking safety with an avoidant person, somebody who is not willing or even capable of providing that. And the avoidant is seeking safety with themselves, not realizing that I constantly create these spaces of um, scarcity for myself by checking out of relationships, etc., when things get a little tricky for me. Right. There's so many layers to this concept of what abandonment is. And I was just thinking about it, right? I was I was just thinking about it. Because you could even recognize, it, like I said, in a conversation, and sometimes people don't even pick up on that, right? Say you're talking to somebody about something very deep and very profound. And it just doesn't seem like they're listening. Or it doesn't seem like care- they care. And it's important to you, right? And so is this person. And think about how it feels in your body because it's like, I don't know if they cared. I don't know if they were listening. Uh, The conversation just changed and it just seems like I got left out there, right? I feel like I got abandoned, right? It's a thing. (laughs) It's very much a thing. And the effects that comes with that, the grief that comes with that, right? The angst that comes with that, the awareness that comes with that sometimes, it's important to understand, all right, when I have this moment, is what I'm thinking true or is it my truth, right? And there's no wrong answer. There's no wrong answer. But being able to slow down and understand what exactly is happening to me and what's happening through me allows there to be much more space to work through it, okay? Much more space, okay? Okay because you can you can do it right abandonment is an, is a very scary thing being left like i said is a very scary thing think about a relationship that you've been in for god knows how long the idea of that thing ending scares you cuz it's like well what do i do now what is my life outside of this i don't i don't know what that looks like i don't even know if that's possible right that's why a lot of times when people go through breakups, it's like, I got to get to know myself again, or I I don't I don't have an identity, because up until this point, your identity was your relationship, right? It's so interesting and such an, uh, like I said, a very nuanced, layered process when we go through moments of abandonment. And it's not just a a one-size-fits-all, guys. And I hope this kind of allows you to be more mindful too of how you are treating people. (laughs) Okay? Because, yes, having uncomfortable conversations is, is difficult sometimes. But if you respect the person, hopefully that will influence your actions first. Right? One of the things I say to myself is the relationship I have with someone else that I truly care about is more important to me than the relationship that I have with my ego. And if I can remember that, then that means that there, were, there are certain practices that I will implement even when it's difficult, right? And when you have an uncomfortable conversation with another person, there's a way of going about it. But there's an understanding that if instead of me stonewalling or checking out or whatever, I am also giving the other person the opportunity to show up in this relationship and provide their perspective. Because the goal for me is to not separate from them, if anything, is to connect to them. And most people are not operating on that. <laughs> it's just kind of like, all right, I'm out, you know? But if you were really going about it, And you can really get past the discomfort or the need to be right or the need to defend yourself. And it requires a person on the other end too, being cooperative and being present. That's how relationships work. Healthy relationships. Both people need to understand that you matter to me more than my ego and more than me being right. And again, when I say relationships, I mean friendship too. I mean romantic partnership. I mean family. And I talk more about friendship a lot a lot of times because... Again, I notice how scarce friendship in itself actually is in the world. I just scroll on social media. I see it, I hear it. Everybody's talking about how lonely they are or about how being alone is the better choice. Or when somebody talks about their friendships or whatever, like, oh man, I wish I had that. But it's like you have pictures with all these people and you mean to tell me that none of them identify or even fit the bill of the description of the the friend right that's sad so who are these people (laughs) right you feel abandoned in present relationships active relationships to feel abandoned in an active relationship is heartbreaking okay i hope all this stuff made sense because like i said abandonment in itself is such a, a a thing right? It's, it's such a process and it's such a tricky dance. And when we are in those moments of abandonment, we get scared, right? We don't know what to do. We get angry. We get upset. Sometimes we try to cling on to that person. And truth be told, if some people decide to walk away from you because you have feelings, because you have needs... Right Within a respectful way, there's a difference between demanding certain things from people, being possessive, being so insecure that you're trying to cling on and and redefine who a person is so they fit what you want them to be versus them just being who they are. That's a cause for concern. But I'm talking about in in a relationship with two people just trying to exist and, and come together. If somebody feels that your needs are too much for them, and you're just seeking respect and safety and trust and reciprocation, Let them walk. Those people are not abandoning you because they never showed up for you. And I want you to always remember that. Pay attention to the people you feel abandoned by because I can almost promise you the likelihood is you probably felt like you were on your own in that relationship or exchange with them for quite some time. You just learn to self-parent, self-soothe, be self-sufficient so you didn't require much. And because you didn't require much, they stuck around. But their needs were always met. That's the real reason they stuck around. But I also want you to be mindful and ask yourself, how have I been abandoning myself in life? What practices, habits, behaviors, trauma responses influence me abandoning myself? And understanding that people who ghost people who abandon a lot of times is mental it's emotional it's situational it's conditional okay there's reasons why we do a lot of things but doesn't mean you have to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out why somebody keeps treating you poorly if you are being intentional about how you treat others just remember that all right so that's all I got for you guys I feel like I talked a lot Uh, like I said if you're a subscriber, I will break down some tools, um, some practices, and, and just some, some moment-to-moment work that you can use to uh, to combat the feelings of abandonment when they do show up and, and just understanding a little bit better what's going on. And if you really want to work through this stuff, sign up with me. Like I said, it's Mental Health Awareness, so I hope you are making it a point to take care of your mental health, but also be mindful of the people around you. Just check in, see how they're doing, um, but check in with yourself and um yeah just keep taking care of yourself okay keep taking care of each other and of course take flight